up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Roll Call with Chappie. As always, I got some treats for you. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. He's a very well-connected and known promoter tied to a bunch of big, big names. So let introduce yourself to the guests right here, man, and then let's get cracking. Uh, it's the one and only Uncle Beats and the streets like white lines on the corner like a stop sign. <laughs> so happy to be here. Like you said, I'm a promoter, industry consultant, rap artist, you name a producer, straight off the south side of Chicago. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then you work with some big names too, so if you don't mind telling the people some of the big names that you're working with right now. Man, I done work with everybody from Jay-Z on down to uh, my artist I'm working with now, Twixie Too Sweet. So I'm, I'm starting with, I could take you from the top to the bottom, but you know, Right now, um, I'm out here in Arizona with a, my good, not only an artist, I work with my friend Project Pat. We got a show tonight. Then we got a show tomorrow when we get back to Chicago. Then um, Sunday, I'm going to be with Jarea Alize and Tink in Chicago. We got something going on, so. It's always some work to do. That's right. Shout out to Project Pat. I know he does a ton of stuff for the incarcerated individuals and dudes that are locked up, which is like yeah. near and dear to my heart, man. So shout out to Project Pat for doing that. But yes, yes. So let's get into this, man. What was a, what was childhood like for you? Did you grow up in Chicago? Yeah, I grew up on um, I grew up on 55th Street, Inglewood, 55th, 57th. You know, um, 56th in Winchester, 55th in Bishop. You know, that that's like the one of the roughest areas of Chicago, really? especially when I was coming up. So, you know, all my homies was going to jail and I just had to figure me something out and, and God gave me the way, put me into the music business. So, you know, free all, free all my people locked up, man. Free them all. Yeah, right. So how, so then like, tell me, how the, how was it? Were you involved in gangs and stuff when you were younger? Well, where I lived at, it was it was predominantly um, Blackstones and Vice Lords in my neighborhood, okay. but when my grandma lived at 55th and Bishop, that was the gangster disciple area. So Indeed. I was over there with the G's, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, you know. So, but you know, more so, it was kind of business for me because when I got into the music business, my cousin Ace Dot did it. She signed the Larry Hoover's label. She was the only artist he had. So. Really. You know, I just I just wrote what made what what made sense, you know. But I always was just in the hustling and trying to make some money. But yeah, man, it was rough. I lost a lot of people, and I seen a lot of the homies go to jail. You know, they 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 really sh destroyed our city in the early '90s because they took all the hierarchy off the street. Yeah, and you know, it, it went nobody had to answer to anybody. Like when I was coming up. You had to answer for things you did, you know, so. They got rid of that? They got rid of that, so now the streets is just wow. And I always, I always say this example, because I've, I've been in prison with dudes that are doing life sentences for killing some dude, they don't even know who, they, who the dude was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how many of your friends are probably from back then who just killed people that are sitting in prison to this day still from uh, stuff uh, as a kid? A lot of them sitting in jail for, basically, it was just dumb stuff. Like, all of it was dumb, you know? The wrong gang, the wrong shirt. I mean, it's literally down yeah, to that was, aspect of it. It was literally about that. Now, they they do something, they record it on the, oh, I don't get that. Like, everything people do, they record it. Like, you know you're going to go to jail. And it's like, I, under, I understand it because I was one of them people one day when I was younger, but nobody, nothing could happen that made me want to throw my life away. You know, I, I like, 
I got women, I got cars, I got houses. Yeah, you ain't getting none of that in prison. You're not getting that. I like being there for my kids, so people gotta really um people gotta really think of that. Like a lot of people put themselves in prison too. For sure. Cause you know the main thing, you just gotta shut up when you get arrested. You know, it's like people be so gangster and so tough, then the police get them. <laughs> just like, you know, me and my um, y'all could look it up. Leland Jones. Chicago, Peoria, type it in. Me and my crew, we 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 got a um, conspiracy, a hair on conspiracy. Yeah, I want to talk about this case too. We we caught a conspiracy, and you know I'm just getting straight into the street stuff because I know you, I know you for the brothers locked up, the people in prison. So I don't even want to waste their time with the other stuff that they can find about the rap stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because they need that. People need to know this. Yeah. So I wasn't selling dope though. So. I got snatched up with my homeboys because I was the leader of what we was doing as far as the music side. So they indict us, and I went, man, it ain't no way. Like now, How old are you at this point? At that point, I was 35. Okay. And I'm like, this was 2013. And I'm like, man, I'm finna face something that I, Project Pat, much as he, uh, time he did, he was like, man, that's a bad position to be in, I was yeah. telling him so. But I actually did, man. I turned myself in. Cause I knew I was innocent, first of all. And people always say, oh, you'll never beat the feds. And, uh. Yeah, oh, it was a fed case too? It was a fed case. So I turned myself in. I'm calling, it took them four days to come get me. So when they come, they're like, you mind if we search the house? I was at my, my mom and dad's house. I'm like, yeah, I mind. This ain't even my house, man, let's just go. Yeah. Now, that right there, you have people that say, search it. Yep. And they find stuff you ain't even know was in that house. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to use that against you. So they, they arrest, we get in the car. They flip out their notepad. Like, hey, you want to tell your side of the story? And, you know, not, not, not no gangster or nothing with it. I just said, hey, man, I'll talk to y'all when when, after I talk to my lawyer. Mm -hmm. That's all I had to say. So now I get in there, and I'm going to bond court. They come with another thing called a PSI pretrial release. So the guy come in, he asks you stuff. Now I'm watching people, yeah, my mom on crack. Uh, I got an uncle there. He was in the pen. Uh, yeah, I'm a BD. And so this is the stuff that lets them determine if you get a bond. See, people think you can't bond out the feds, and you can. Okay. So I'm like, why is this fool? Telling him this stuff. So they come to me, he got his he got his questions. I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing to say to you till I get my lawyer. He, well, this ain't even got nothing to do with it. I say, it gotta have something to do with it, or you wouldn't be asking me. Yeah. So sure enough, when it came time for me to actually get a bond, it was no problem. I was able to be released to my mom. Okay. Because I didn't go in there saying, yeah, I'm a gangster and this and that. So it was people in there like, yeah, man, I did that and messed, messed up my chances to get um, a pre-trial release is what they call it because it's still like you're on probation or yep, something. I had yeah. to go check in and take drops. It's like a pre-probation stuff, yeah. Yep, all while the case was going on. Yep. So now with that being said, people say, you can't never beat the feds. I got people in jail telling me this. First of all, you can't be talking on the phones, man. Mm -hmm. You can't be talking on the phones. You got to... You got to have someone you could trust 
You know, that's why it's good to stay in good with your family, even your girlfriend, whoever, mm -hmm. that can handle stuff without you being on the phone trying to tell them what to do and you giving up the case. Talk to your lawyer and let your lawyer talk to them if you got to send a message. I saw so many people go down yeah. for giving the case away on the phone. Yep. And then another thing I did, what people got to really ask themselves, I'm finna get into this snitching, this snitching stuff. So, you got to say to yourself, man, someone, to me personally, this is me, someone who won't take their own weight, you just as bad as a snitch. I feel like, like, like our case, I had nothing to do with it. I had a crew, but we was doing music. That's what they were around me for. We doing concerts, whatever. So my cousin Monte Anderson, Banger B, they get him. They come get him. He was already, they had got him on the state level already. They didn't indict the rest of us until probably like six months later after he was locked up. They came to the joint and got him. And he say, hey, I don't really have a dog in the fight once they tell me they got you. For me to say that you don't sell dope, I got to say that I sold dope. So dope. Yeah. And he said, you know, on top of that, I tried to, I tried to get everybody else out of it. Because that, I mean, somebody going to go down. And, you know, he doing, um, he doing, they end up getting him 17 years, but we trying to get him home right now. Really? Because, uh. How much time are you looking at? 20 to life. Wow. And I was taking the trial, so I was, I would have got the life. So, you know, every day is somebody, oh, man. Don't go to trial, huh? You actually had to go to trial? I was going to trial. They dismissed it. Okay, that's what I was going to ask, Because yeah. they didn't have, they, didn't have a case they weren't going to win. Yep. And I knew this. And it's like, anytime they come to you, man, like, first they come to me, like I say, 20 years. Then they drop in the 10. Then they drop in the um, 7. Now they drop into a safety valve. Yeah. Now they, man, they got all the way down to probation. I wouldn't take it. Really? Now, I ain't going to lie. I got my sister and my mama making decisions for me, You had too. to consider probation. They told you probation, right? I called my sister. I say, hey, did you talk to the lawyer? Because the lawyer came to see me. I say, he say, I could get probation. And my sister, like, she ain't never had a traffic ticket. Her and my mama, like, man, you need to uh, review how you built. If you can't do that, fight this little case, man, you innocent. What you worried about that for? So we turned it down. Really? Hey, they had, they had so now I'm sitting in there. They been had wanted me to make a statement, and, and this is this is really important. This is really important because I probably would have sat longer. So I did finally come back from me and the lawyer. So do what I had got cool and he's like, man, what's what's going on with your case? And I said, man, I ain't finna talk to you about my case. That's something you shouldn't do. Smart. Don't talk about your case. He's like, man, come on, man. Just what's going on, man? I, I can see you're frustrated. I said, man, they want me to make a statement and I can go home. I can get bonded out. And I'm like, but I don't know nothing. So it's like, man, you know, I thought you were smart, but you might be the dumbest person in the jail. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, yeah. all you have to do is say, you don't know nothing, and you can go home? And I said, yeah, that's what they want me to do, but I don't want to jam my cousins up and nothing like that. He said, how can you jam anybody up when you don't know nothing? Yeah. And hey, I, t I call home, so I'm like, man, tell the lawyer I make the statement. I made the statement, said I don't know nothing, went home. <laughs> Just like that. that. The next day, I was in court going, and, and it's like, people get so caught up in these rap songs and stuff. And I ain't gonna lie, I was caught up in that. I mean, I ain't gonna say nothing, I ain't gonna talk to nobody, uh -huh. say nothing. But that's you. If I'm on a conspiracy with somebody, 
If I'm saying what I did, then ain't got nothing to do with them. Because at this point, you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. Because you'll be in that penitentiary by yourself. And that's what people got to understand. For real. That ain't snitches saying, hey, this is what I did. Yeah. I don't know what he did, but what I did was this. Now, if I say, well, yeah, Peter did it too, now I'm snitching. Yeah. But if I'm saying, hey, man, I went over there and shot that gun, or I went over and said that, that ain't snitching. See, people don't understand, cooperating ain't always snitching, because you can cooperate against yourself. Mm-hmm. And most of this stuff, they know it anyway. Yeah, for real. They know it anyway. So get you something for it if you're going to... If you're gonna uh, make a statement on yourself, but you know, some of them just go in from the gate. And I was facing life and I didn't do it. And I ain't had nothing to do with these dudes' case. Like my cousin told him, there's a, like, yeah, Beach is, a, he said, yeah, Beach is the leader when we're doing rap stuff. We go home, he don't know what we're doing, we yeah. don't know what he's doing. So that's really what it's about, man. All, all my people that's in there, don't think you can't go home either. Don't think you can't come back. I know several people that put them cards down and put them Donald Gorn's books down, all that other dumb stuff, and focused on their case every day. Your freedom, you should be fighting for your freedom every day, even while you're in the pen. And you gotta pray to whatever you believe in, man. Whatever higher power you believe in, pray to it. I'm out, and I, and I just ain't turned back, you know? And being locked up is a good thing because you get to see who really down for you. Really down for and gives you a different perspective on life. I always talk about perspective. Give, a, give you a different perspective. You do got to get through that good time. You know who to mess with when you come out, man, because if people can't hold you down when you're at your worst, why should they be around you when you're at your best? Yep. You know? And how many of your homies is actually down for you? I ain't going to lie, man. I got a team, man. I, I, God done blessed me with some of the best friends and family in the world, but I know that's rare. That is, that is rare. And I know it's a blessing, but you know, I got some dudes that's finna jump in front of me, like I'm the president to save me. <laughs> and, I, and I love them all, you know, but it, it's real rare. So with my, with, what you're saying, with that being rare, do you really wanna sit in prison for the rest of your life trying to help somebody that's gonna be out there with your girlfriend <laughs> doing stuff? I was in there with one dude, he was holding, standing tall for some dude, and I used to like have my girl call his girl for him. So she started picking up. Three-way calls and stuff, yeah. She wasn't coming to see him. She come to see him. She done got pregnant by the dude that he um standing tall for. He Stop. said, like, man, I'm gonna snitch on him. I don't care what you and nobody <laughs> yeah, else say. Yeah. And I just like, man, dude's a fool, man. Dude's yeah. a fool. But yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not gangster to sit in jail for somebody else's case, man. And another one. My people in prison that I got to talk about. Yeah. This snitching on the dead, I don't know how that's possible. Because snitching is supposed to send somebody to jail and you go home. Mm-hmm. So any of my people, if I'm dead, you can say I did whatever. Because they're not finna, if they want to come dig me up and lock me up for it, so yeah. be it. So it's just like. People just get so caught up in this internet. That's that thing with T.I. now. I heard the people saying that stuff. Yeah, talking about he is snitching. And his cousin was dead. That's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. You know, like my, my son died. Rest in peace to him. We got the same name. So one time, a creditor called me and telling me I owe money for this and that and that. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I never had no account with y'all. Oh, yes, you did. So when they tell me, it's your son. I'm like, oh. 
y'all think I'm my son. He said, oh, they cleared up. So I get off the phone. I said, wait a minute. I got some stuff on my credit that I need to get rid of. Yeah. Hey, I had no problem reaching out to people. Like, hey, I never had this account. Hey, I'm almost at an 800 credit score right now. So people, <laughs> Here you could, go. people could think what they want. I almost feel like my son blessed me in a way from the dead with that. Because with that credit store, I've been able to do some phenomenal things in, For sure. in, in the world, you know? So it's just like, you know, people just got to wake up, man, because this is real life. This ain't no, prison ain't no movie. Mm -hmm. Prison ain't no rap song. No. It's your real life, man. And it's like, you know, my, my, my cousins, my people that's in jail, man, they, they miss all type of deaths and mm -hmm. different stuff, watching their kids grow and all that. So people out here got to really think, man, do I want to go to prison? When I'm riding around with this dope. But Most when people I'm are not about that life either, bro, and they think they are. They ain't about it. Because they think it's cool. Because they think their favorite rapper is really about that life. And they don't know their favorite rapper ain't about shit really anyway. He you know ain't about nothing. He ain't going to do nothing. He's he going to be singing in two seconds if he's putting the opportunity. It's, it's so, people always, it's so crazy to me that people like think that they all just want to act tough and always talk all hard in these songs. And it's like 99.9% of people, you put them in a room and right. tell them you're going to do life in prison. Or if you tell on this dude, you'll go home right now. 99.9% of people are saying whatever the hell they need to do to go home. They don't hey care man, who they're talking take, about. Take it from me, man. It, you got to be a heck of an individual when they tell you you're going to get life in prison. For real. And everybody around you is saying you're going to get life in prison to say, oh, well, you know, like, I, I was telling my little right cousin, up. he was on the, on the case with us. He was 22, I was 36. And I'm like, hey, man. I'm not taking no 20 years. If I'm a, I'm almost at that age now that I would, I would have just begin, I, I would, uh, no, nah, I still wouldn't begin now. I would only, I, I would, I'd be halfway there. And I'm like, man, I'm not coming home in no 56 and all that. Yeah. Even though now I look at it, you can still have a wonderful life at 56. Yeah, for sure. But back then, I'm like, man, they can give me life. I can stay where I'm at if I, so. You can't be scared of these people too, man. They they take these deals. You take these deals and these people don't have nothing. They don't have nothing. And it's like, instead of being in jail, playing cards and dominoes, find out about your case. Call home and say, hey, Google this for me. Mail me this, mail me that. You can come up out of there because you got more time to work on your case Literally. than a lawyer does. Yeah. A lawyer not gonna spend all that time on your case. So, for sure. Man, people need to... Do your good job in prison or whatever you got to do, then hit that law library. And a lot of prisons have lawyers in there. It'd be some people. Yep. It was a jack, it was a bootleg lawyer that did some type of fraud. Yeah. So, you know, you can, you can, man, you can overcome anything, man. If you don't mind me asking, how'd your son pass? My son passed, and I don't mind saying this. Some people don't like me to say this. My son was a, was a hustler. He loved getting money. He liked to do scamming. That was his thing. Yeah. But he liked to get high. So he was part of it. He, he passed 2021 when he was 24. And he was part of this culture. Popping pills, getting high. And he, 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 had a, he crashed into a, a tree. So I don't know if he fell asleep. I don't know if he had a, a seizure from taking pills. Because I found out later he had OD before he was in the hospital or didn't even tell us, you know. Uh -huh. So it's like... Uh, People just got to know what they're doing. Now, the difference from my son and everybody else, some people like, like people tell me all the time, like, man, I can't believe that you, um, 
so um, positive about it. I mean, I don't like it, but I accept the circumstances that come. Yeah, how do you get like that? Because I was, I, was, I was getting the same kind of vibe. The way that, the way that uh, I learned to accept it, I got other kids. I got cousins that he used to hang with all day. They could have all been in the car with him, you know what I'm saying? And like, shout out to uh, my homegirl, Brandy Martin. She lost her mama, she lost her sister, and they all got killed. Uh, her daughter, all back to back. So it's like, I almost feel like, man, how can I complain when so much else happens to other people? My, um, my son's friends, my son died in September, I wanna say, November or October, no, my, my son died in July, September or October, his friends, like, right up the block from us, somebody came in their house, Clarence and Kimani, keep your head up, Tracy, they came, some, somebody came in their house, killed both of them, while the grandmama was there, the sister was there, the granddaddy was there, so it's like, you have to take in all the, like, God know what he's doing, and he's doing it it's for It's all about just being grateful for different stuff, too, you know what I'm saying? All about being grateful, and, and, and the difference with my son, and he did a lot of stuff. He did more stuff at the age 24 than some people do at 74. So we was always taking trips, always doing things. He was on the road meeting all these stars with me. He had a good life. We got more good memories than bad memories. So That's right. That's how it go. That's cool. And then another thing, you, you made on the Steve Wilco show, right? Right. Now How'd you get on there? Now, the Steve Wilco show, let me drink some water for this. Yeah, let's get it. I want to hear this. <clears throat> now, the way that happened... A, a, a woman named Alexis Camry, she came up missing in, in Peoria, Illinois. And um, prior to her coming up missing, she came out to Vegas with a friend to do, her friend was a stripper that I had hired to come do a bachelor party for someone. So she came out there with a friend and the party got canceled. The, the, the bachelor brought the bride and her sister over to where the party was. They're like, this is going to be my bachelor party here. And I'm like, this fool ain't finna have no party. Yeah. They made him shut it down. But he had already paid me. I had already paid them. And I told uh, the, the stripper, like, hey, you don't have to come now. And she's like, no, nah, I want to come to Vegas. I already, uh... so she bought the girl with her. So they come. So they just out hanging in. They, uh, Alexis ended up leaving with some dudes, going to Sacramento or something like that. So we had to leave. I was going to Costa Rica the, uh, the next day. I'm not finna wait for no grown person or when they coming back. So now when she come back to Peoria, I want to say like two weeks later, she come up missing again. Because when she went to Sacramento, allegedly somebody's supposed to kidnap her and held her hostage. I don't even deny it, because that type of stuff go down in the Bay anyway. Mm -hmm. So... Again, when she come to Peoria, somebody kidnapped her. So word gets back, then I was supposed to have that guy kidnapped because some money came up missing when she was in Vegas, which none of that is too Like, I didn't get nobody kidnapped. So the her people reached out for me to go on Steve Wilkos and take a lie detector test. And I said, hey, I'm only coming if they ask me the questions that they want, want me asked so I can clear it be done of this, and I passed every single question. No way, you legit went on the show with that? Every single question, and the mama said that the test is wrong and all that stuff. And I even said, I see y'all trying to get a private investigator. 
I'll help you. I'll give you the money for that. She said she didn't want no help. So, you know, they still haven't, she still haven't turned up. I think she alive, but God bless her family. You know, it's, uh, that's really all I could uh, wow. help with it. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what do you find, like, does the most, like, gratifying stuff nowadays for you? Since you've been through some stuff, clearly you got to find gratitude in a lot of different things. I mean, I know you see, I know Pat's always speaking to prisons. Do you ever go speak at prisons with him, or what do you do? I don't, I don't go speak to prisons, but, um, for me, man, I'm just working on my retirement. Okay. I, I'm 44 years old, but I know one thing my, my brother used to always say, you can work hard when you're young or work hard when you're old. And I don't know, about another 10 years, I'm going to be out of here, man. I'm going to be in the Dominican with my feet kicked up. That's and the goal. Like, like you said, that's the goal. See, I don't, I don't do plans. I said goals. Yep. Because plans could fail. Your goal, you could, you could pull your goal off. You just got to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, that, so that's the goal. And I think everybody needs to just find their way, find what they're good at. And step on it, you know, because if you if you ain't enjoying life, what are you doing? You know, like I got two girl, I got two women, right, to go every move around with me. One of them couldn't make it because she's in the studio. But people look at like, man, how's he doing that? I just decided what I want to do in life. You know, like I tell my baby mom, like I just can't be with nobody that's got to go through my phone and catch me doing it. I'm not doing that no For more. Sure. I'm doing what I want to do, and and I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying you're not the right person for me, because whoever I'm with, they're gonna have to go with my with my plan. Yeah, that's right. You know, out of all your little ventures that you do right now, what are you most passionate about? You know, I don't I don't really talk about it, but I'm gonna talk about it for you. Let's get I don't it. really Appreciate talk it. about it because I understand people like look at seeing me as a mogul in the music industry. So that's yeah. all I give them, but. Right now, man, I, I make more off of real estate than I ever made off of uh, music. Really? I really am, you know, and it's like, that's what I'm most passionate about right now, but I'm gonna always do the music, because people gotta understand this. Like you, before you went to prison, God gave you a talent, but he ain't gonna keep giving them to you if you don't work with the money he got. So when I say like you, I'm sure your podcast did not start in this wonderful building with this big setup. You know what I'm saying? Start out the crib. <laughs> start out the crib. So when he seen you doing that, he said, okay, you step towards me, I'm gonna step towards you. Love Two that. more steps. And that and that's how I go. People just sit around and wait instead of getting out there. God gave all of us some special talent, whether it's being the best factory worker. Hey, my dad did that forever. And yeah. he, he's sitting pretty right now at, at, in retirement. So it's like you just gotta cap it like how you so you motivate me, cause I'm st I done started my hood hierarchy podcast with my homie um, Snap G. And we gaining momentum. And I had to tell him sometimes, like, man, don't worry about the numbers and stuff right now. It's gonna get there. Gotta keep putting it out. You just gotta keep working. Like I, I first I started out to be obsessing over it. You know what I'm saying? I right. look at it like I wanna make sure each week I get more views and all that stuff. And you just right. keep, I just pop them out, bro, and it's all we're all living in God's world, bro. Like whatever's gonna happen in 12, 24 hours now is already gonna happen, bro. We're just we're just pieces that are going along with it. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with you. How did you get into real estate then? To give people a tip on how to just, I always try to teach people how to get into different trades and hustles and all the different kind of stuff. The way I got into real estate, I was got in real estate around the time of um, COVID once they shut everything down. Okay. So I'm like, 
I don't know how I'm gonna make some money. Yeah, ain't no more concerts, none of this stuff. So you literally had to figure it out on the fly, then, huh? Yeah, and, and what I did, man, I, um, I had already been working on fixing my credit and stuff too. So, like I said, I got a good family, good friends. So I was gonna get a, any family member I could to co-sign on me, get some property, and then I was gonna fix it up and flip it. But instead of going to a major market, I went to a smaller area, a town called, I know y'all got a Peoria, Arizona, we got a Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I went to the smaller areas where stuff is cheaper. Okay. So I used all my own cash. So I took that cash, I bought a house, I fixed it up. And who's and teaching you how to do this? My sister, man. I ain't gonna. Whether it's your sister, people got Google. They, you can find a way to do it. I just want to teach But but again, you gotta have people that you look up to. For that, sure. Because my sister can't come tell me how to work the equipment in the studio. Yeah, for sure. I'm watching her do this forever. She's been trying to get me to get into it. I want to do it. So you gotta you gotta take people advice that know what they're doing. See, yeah. some people just take advice from me. You could tell me about podcasts all day. I don't know if you know about being a player with these women, so I'm gonna go for to sure. I'm gonna go to Bishop Don Juan for that or something. You yeah, know, what I'm I used saying? to be certified in that. I'm I'm fully happily. Oh yeah, I see that. I ain't I'm right not now, here to yeah. get no one in trouble. No, for sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. She ain't like that. But, I wouldn't be with her. Oh, no, I, I I know. I'm just messing with you. But I'm just saying, you gotta get the people. I'm gonna go to the cameraman and ask him how to work this stuff instead of asking the dude uh, who build the houses. Yeah. So it's like uh, so she showed me that. So really, man, all you gotta do, find your piece of property. Fix it up, fix it up nice, sell it, then guess what? You don't go splurging, buying this and that. Yeah. You take the money you made and just move up to a bigger one. Mm -hmm. So now in the in the course of that, you're building, see people, people be, oh, I gotta fix my credit. They don't even know what they wanna fix it for. They don't even know what they need it for. Yeah. So it ain't all about your credit. But somebody like me that ain't working for nobody, got no job. it's about that tax return first. Mm -hmm. It's about how much that you make consecutively for years. And that'll work you up to where you can go get a big loan. And that's what people got to, uh, you just got to be patient, man. I just dump all my money right back into what I'm doing. And, and, and the difference with the property from the shows and all that stuff, like if I lose on a concert, I just lost. If I go take out a loan on some real estate, I still got the property. I can still rent it out, yep. do whatever. So it's like that property, for me, is the way to go, man. So that's what people need to do. You need to just keep reinvesting yourself. Like, like I don't sit around with piles of money. That's what people think. Because, you know, that is kind of the image I portray being in the music business. Of course. But I've done my, I've done my money right back in to the next business, man. I just... You're not finna call me like, oh, they got good JoJo fingers. Oh, they, oh, all we need is 5,000. Because what people don't understand about money, this is what people don't understand about money. You might call me like, hey, Beast, I need $25. And I could say no. And you might like, man, I just saw him with a bunch of money. I know he got $25. I do. But guess what? I'm going to just go small for y'all. If I got four people every day call me for $25, that's $100. A day. That's 700 a week. It's three Gs a month. 
That's three G's a month. Three G's a month, you can have a Bentley for less than that, a Literally. brand new one. Yeah. So it's just like, that's what people don't understand. So it's like, you can't, you can't fix everybody's problems. You gotta choose. Or teach, you, I guess I'll teach you how to go make $25, but you can't just have $25 from me. Hey man, just like, just like my daddy is caked up, right? And people think, I think people think that he just go around, some for you, some for yeah. you. He do do that to people, yeah. but he don't do that to his kids. For sure. And I never get mad about it. I could get $100 from him and he going, hey man, uh, you know that 100. that 100. But I done seen him drop thousands to other people <laughs> to help him. But he taught us how to fish, so it ain't no problem. That's not right there. I can't never see myself going to somebody's mama or daddy like, yeah, they finna take my house. If you can give me four thousand. I just couldn't see it, man. I, I just couldn't see it. But they taught us how to fish, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's how you do with your kids, obviously? Yeah, my, on the real. I have grown people that come ask me for stuff that my sons and my daughters never even, never even thought of asking me for it. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, you know, people have to evaluate. Then people have to get control of what they're spending the money on. You got people who... Spending a hundred dollars a day on weed, mm -hmm. or even two hundred a week on weed. Yeah. And once again, that's a house note. Yeah. Or they go get a four grand check and then they go buy a Gucci belt or something like that for fifteen hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Man, I done seen people. You know, we're in the age of scamming. I done seen people get. I literally seen somebody get thirty thousand dollars, and gave it all away. And I'm trying to explain to them. Like, honestly, man, I got two wonderful brothers and a sister. And if I got, uh, if if you gave me $50,000 when I'm leaving out, and I call them like, man, I just got $50,000 in Arizona. They're going to say, oh, good, man, good for you, I'm happy. They're not going to expect me to turn my 50000 into 15000 giving all them a cut of the money. And it's like, that's what people got to understand. What really is is some money. You know, people get ten thousand dollars and they think they're rich, and mm -hmm. you're not. It's gonna go quick as you come. So quick, fast. Quick as it comes. So you gotta, you gotta create you some real wealth. And you know, like, I'm one of them people. People talk it, but I make money while I'm asleep. I'm I'm making money right now without being there. That's the way to do it. And, and that's the. Hey, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for them zells to come in as we speak. And <laughs> that's how y'all gotta be, man. It's like you just gotta find you something, cause the entertainment field is rough, man. Cause even in the NBA, how many people do they draft every year? Yeah, sixty. The the, the music business got two or three people in every year. Mm -hmm. So you gotta. And the way I got behind the scenes, trust me, I could rap better than any of y'all. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I wanna make some money. So I got, I just started paying attention to the people behind the scenes. It's going to be around forever. So this, this music business is going to turn to rap tap dancing, and I'm going to be able to make some money. <laughs> you know, so. That's smart. How did you teach yourself that? Man, I just knew that I want to, I can't take all the credit. My mom and dad always had businesses when I was growing up. Okay. Always. Always. So I think that was the thing. Then another gem I want to give y'all to make sure I give y'all. See, see, you got me giving up all the good Let's stuff. Let's get it. Man. Let's get it. So when I was growing up, my mom and dad had a tavern, like in the 90s. So right when I get out from the fair case, because before the fair case, I was kind of really just straight behind the scenes. I had a partner 
and I was letting him do more of the stuff, but you know, he it didn't work for him after the Fed case, you mm -hmm. know. Somebody gotta give the information to get us locked up, yep. I guess. So um I get out and I'm just trying to figure it out because you know I done spent the money on these lawyers and different stuff. So I'm talking to my dad and I'm like, hey, why did y'all close the tavern? I said, we had so many people in our family making money in the street in the early 90s. I know they were making serious money. Mm -hmm. My cousins was making serious money. So, uh, especially my cousin Dennis, I'll say it, making serious money. And um, my dad, oh, they all was willing to um, invest some money. But to me, they weren't good businessmen. I say, why? He said, because they saw the place packed. They thought I was making money. They didn't want to see my numbers. So I'm like, oh, I say, so you mean to tell me just because they thought you was making money, they wanted to spend money? He's like, yeah. So I just took that and flipped it. I said, I'm going to make it like I'm the richest thing out here. And people was going to come start spending money with me. And I remember one day my brother called like, man, fake it till you make it. I'm like, dog, I done made it. <laughs> I'm like, I done, no more I, faking it. I done made it. So, you know, it, the way you carry yourself it's how people are going to invest in you. You know, just like when I was coming in now, I got people with me. They got liquor and weed and all that. I'm like, are y'all crazy? Y'all not finna mess up any opportunity that might be on the other side of this dough for me. So you got to treat everything you do like a business. You never know who's there. You never know who's there. We could have came here, y'all probably like, oh, smoke all you want. But I, I'm not finna take that chance. For sure. You know what I'm saying? When, when y'all can just wait a little bit. So you can always smoke afterwards. You know what I'm saying? You, always, you really want to. You can sure. always. See, that's the problem with these smokers and drinkers. People be celebrating and they ain't done nothing. They're celebrating the life that they don't like. They celebrating the that. life they don't they're like. They're literally celebrating every weekend getting bottle service and their miserable Monday through Friday. It's like, what the hell are you celebrating for on the weekend? Celebrating You know what I'm saying? Wearing some Gucci shirt or some Louis Vuitton stuff and literally drive some piece of shit-ass car and have some little rat-ass apartment. Don't own no property. Don't own, don't own nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got one Louis Vuitton wallet. I got plenty of money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. here's the deal. Like, where mine, it's like, when you start making... 10, 20, 30 plus grand a month, right. and then you work for somebody, right. all it does is you up your taste. So then right. I acquired, I had 10 grand a month in bills. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And then I realized right then, I'm like, I'm never gonna get out of this rat race unless I go be my own boss and get out of here. But you're never gonna do that unless you, uh, you ain't scared to take a chance. You know Man. what I'm saying? Like, I walked away from $30,000 plus a month salary five years out of prison and had no idea what I was gonna do. See that, man? What you just said, people have to take the risk. I remember back, when I was in the street, I'm stacking my good money up, and I tell one of my kids' mama, like, man, I think I'm gonna just take the money I got, go hard with this rapping. And she said, and if you do that, I'm gonna leave you. And she left, and ha-ha, look now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I say, you're gonna find the right person to believe in you, so you, you can't let no one else stop what you wanna do. I don't care if y'all got a kid, I don't care if what, you gotta, you gotta be willing to take risks, you know, because when you take the risk, you can get a big reward if you do it right. You know? Absolutely, and the, here's the thing: the worst thing that can happen is you fall on your on your goal, uh, you fail on your goal, right? But then you learn how to handle adversity. Right. You probably picked up another trade on the side that you didn't even think you have, and then you get a little more confidence because you know, oh shit, I already been through that. I can do that again now. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like right. I already failed this way. I know I'm not gonna fail that way next time. There you go. You 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 learn from it, but people people are scared to. Step out there, just like this dude was doing my taxes the other day. Cause I always wait till the day before. Same, the I got an extension. Line. I, I, I wait an extension too. I wait till the day before the deadline, <laughs> right? So he doing my taxes, so I'm talking to him about stuff. 
And he like, well, you know, I um, I'm like, but you bought it for twenty and sold it for ninety. I'm like, yeah, you bought this one for fifteen and sold it for eighty. I'm like, yeah. So then I'm like, uh, I'm telling him like, man, I'm finna grab some other stuff. You know, I like normally I just come with cash. You know, like, oh man, you about to put some heat on you doing that. And I'm like, what heat could I put on me paying cash? And he's like, um, yeah, man, because that ain't good, huh? Like, how it ain't good? He's like, so you pay cash? I was like, yeah. I go to the bank, get a cashier's check, and, y'all, wait, the money in the bank? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, man, I thought you was talking about some street money. Some under the couch money, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure. like, man, I'm like, man, I'm so far from that. And it's like, much love to people who got to do that. But man, it just ain't for everybody, man. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? It ain't for everybody. You I, make that money legally anywhere you want. You can make, man, making some money right now, especially since our great president, Donald Trump, was here. You know, I'm gonna say why he was great. Because all that PPP loans and stuff that was on the street, that was the first time I, man, there was so much money on the street. And from 2020, 2020 everybody had a chance to do something, man, if they yep, wanted to. For sure. If you didn't do it, that's on you, man. I saw so many promoters pop up. Me and me and D would just sit back and watch, like, man, all these uh, all these promoters, like, everybody a promoter now. Now they gone, and we we still, still doing we still doing our thing. Last piece of advice. I'm gonna tailor this one to people locked up right now. But right. there's someone locked up that wants a new shot at life for life. What's your one piece of advice you can give someone in the world right now to change it once they get out of prison? Ah oh, man, that's so easy. Just don't play with God. You'll be okay. Just don't play with God. He'll get like no believe me, I sat in that cell like, hey God, if you give me a chance to get out of here, I'm finna go stupid. And watch, when you come to the show tonight, you're gonna see how stupid I done went. It's like, <laughs> you just gotta make a deal with God and stick with it. Cause you know, to get you there, you probably made a deal with the devil and you don't even know it. You know for what I'm sure. saying? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. Make it with someone good, yeah. yeah I love that piece of Bro, dude, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Do me a favor, you. tell the people how to find you on Instagram and all that stuff, bro. Hey, if you're looking for me, look up Uncle Beats. You're gonna see a handsome guy next to a monkey on Instagram. <laughs> And you can find me on Facebook like that. Like, if you want to Google any of the story I was talking about, that's Leland Jones. Put Chicago behind it so it uh, come up. And of course, check out Hood Hierarchy, the Mobcast. We everywhere, man. Just check us out. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Roll Call with Chappie. Do me a favor, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment, and share all my content. You guys have an awesome week, man. Thank you again for being here. Yeah, thank you more.